Hello, Millennium Live listeners. It's great to be back here on the Millennium Live podcast. Uh, We have a great sponsorship series that we're doing, and we are proud to announce that we are almost at 250 episodes, which is quite a milestone in the five years that we've been doing this podcast. And uh, we have another great episode today, and uh, we have another amazing partner with us. They were founded in 1984 as Research in Motion, and is now a leader in cybersecurity. BlackBerry is here with us. He's a great partner who is helping defend clients against cyber threats. To talk all about AI and and some great buzz terms that we're hearing is Nathan Genicus. He is the Senior Vice President and General Manager of the BlackBerry Cybersecurity Products, where he's focused on the overall portfolio, vision, and strategic roadmaps to help solve customer problems. A little brief bio uh, about Nathan. Uh, he's previous uh, to BlackBerry. He spent the 10 years at McAfee expanding product management responsibilities from mobile device management to leading the enterprise endpoint threat intelligence and security operations product portfolio. Before joining the cybersecurity world in 2012, Nathan worked in a variety of roles in engineering, marketing, strategy, and product management at great companies like Motorola and Dell. And he is currently Chief Product Officer, Executive Education Program at Northwestern's Kellogg School of Business. Nathan, welcome to the Millennium Live podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here and uh, love uh, talking about cybersecurity and, uh, and AI in cybersecurity. Well, there's there's no shortage of that, and that's what we're covering today. So glad to have you here with us, because there is no shortage of headlines around ChatGPT these days. I mean, we're having a right now as this podcast is being recorded, we have another CISO assembly that Millennium Alliance is putting on down in Miami, and the hot the hot topics that we're starting off with is AI. And uh, so, in, in terms of ChatGPT, let's start there. Whether it's getting into the hands of threat actors, being used by students to cheat on their homework and write papers for them, or really being used as a productivity tool in the workplace, there are talks about banning this type of stuff. So I think right off the bat, I want to get your opinion on for organizations that are considering a ban or some type of uh, you know guidelines, strict stricter guidelines. You know, what, what do you think is behind all this? And, you know, obviously with AI just pop, you know, it's been a topic of discussion for a while, but seems to just knocked on the door uh, last week. So, you know, what what are your thoughts about what's going on with ChatGBT? Yeah, I see uh, two sort of two primary reasons behind some of the, the bands. One is you just got your classic fear of the unknown on some new technology, right? And when there's some but you don't really understand the risks. Uh, oftentimes, uh, companies, their quickest course of action is just block it as a precautionary um, activity. However, as it's uh, been evolving, I know you know many companies have, they do have legitimate concerns on the, the exposing of company IP, um, copyright and plagiarism, you know, the potential of introducing unintended exploits into their code. Um, and what those risks 
can mean are difficult to quantify at times, um, and they can expose you know, potential reputational damage to organizations. And not everyone is willing to accept that risk. And I think it's you know, particularly true in you know, sensitive industries that are regulated, maybe some of your financials and health cares. Um, whereas I've talked to a bunch of CISOs as well, some of them in more of the, the technology areas, it's just like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna play an experiment, right? In terms of those organizations and some of the CISOs that you've been talking to that are considering these stricter guidelines or obviously in, uh, implementing a ban around the use of chat GBT in their workplace, you know, what do you recommend, Nathan? You know, is there, there must be some challenges to consider once that decision has been made, specifically with AI becoming such a, a priority now these days. Yeah, um, honestly, the first biggest challenge I think about um, is how are you going to block it? Uh, <laughs> so many variations now, right? And people have taken these engines, they built them into other things. There's hundreds of different websites uh, available, and I can't even imagine how many different mobile apps are out there on the app stores now that have you know chat GPT type interfaces in them. Um, and it's just changing every day. Uh, so you've got that that challenge of trying to block it. And I think you have to, you know, there's considerations you have to take into account, like, you know, if employees had already been using it, you know, how are they going to feel, right? If all of a sudden the thing that they were getting some value out of is suddenly blocked. Um, you know, I believe decisions like this need to be accompanied by, you know, several things, right? One is you've got to, companies need to improve their training, right? Reiterate how to take care of company confidential information. Um, this isn't something, you know, you know, take your internal documents and start posting them into public and consumer products, right? That's irresponsible. Um, companies also, I believe, need to, if they are banning something, they should also share what they're doing to evaluate and plan and incorporate those technologies safely into the environments, right? So that employees have a level of trust and understanding of what they will eventually be able to do instead of immediate annoyance and rebellion. And every time that happens, they go find something else, some way around it, right? Let's talk about the employees themselves because I think it's, it's worth mentioning Post-pandemic workforces are now pretty much more distributed, right? We're, we're remote, we're sometimes in the office, hybrid style. And uh, there's obviously some cases where others are back in the office full-time, five days a week. But uh, they're still using their devices at home, and these are work devices. So what is your opinion on what work devices should organizations consider these bans or these guidelines? You know, when it comes to work devices, the, the first thing that you know one should be taking a look at is just really what what those devices are used for, what sensitivity of data um, and use cases are are there uh, versus the risks. Certainly, uh, you're going to want to try to ban them on your corporate-owned devices that may have sensitive IP and uh, data on there. Uh, that uh, you don't want necessarily exposed. Um, you know, organizations need to have, regardless of the device, they should have appropriate visibility, you know, monitoring and training in place to understand what those are. Um, yeah, but uh, there's other use cases where, look, if I'm using my personal device, but I use it for work, 
there's some things like, hey, how to write an intro email to a new customer prospect or how to have a difficult conversation with an employee. These are general things that these tools are actually good and useful for. So I think it, there needs to be a level of flexibility across devices versus just bans entirely uh, across everything. Yeah. Well, and I also wanted to get your opinion on, you know, there's a good amount of companies out there that uh, use a uh, sort of a bring your own device. And so let's bring personal devices now into this that are being used for work into this discussion. How do you think the use of generative AI could impact these BYOD programs? So in general, since I, I have a big portfolio of security products for BYOD, um, I have not seen any material changes in, in companies and how they're thinking about uh, BYOD specifically. They're not shifting, like suddenly buying more corporate devices. I am seeing more interest in solutions that help ensure that corporate data on personal BYOD devices is better separated, secured, um, has controls around it. Uh, it's encrypted so that it can't accidentally be shared into these consumer-grade generative AI tools. I also know we're, we're looking at, uh, there's technologies coming that are going to help bring enterprise-grade tools into devices, into applications, um, where that data can be safely shared. Uh, there certainly are use cases, uh, but they weren't use cases for BYOD anyways, right? Like if you have software developers using generative AI, um, to write code, they're probably doing it already from corporate on devices. So I don't see a whole lot of impact other than looking at, you know, how do I make sure on those devices that if there is corporate sensitive data, that it stays sort of separated and contained away from these consumer grade generative AI. So, you know, speaking as a, you know, on cybersecurity as a whole, and with new technologies, new spaces that are created, you know, the hackers are always right on top of that, right? Uh, you know, this type of technology, there's going to there's going to be, without a doubt, some cybersecurity risks that come with it. So what have you seen out there, Nathan? How prepared are today's organizations for the cybersecurity risks that come with the use of ChatGPT? Yeah, uh, for the most part, no one was prepared. <laughs> I just, they were not prepared for this, the risks of what this was. You know, I think a lot of it's because AI has been talked about for so long uh, that, you know, no one saw it all of a sudden explode. None of us did, right? That it was going to all of a sudden take over the world in less than a year. But it is being used. Um, it is being used to create and craft sophisticated target cyber attacks. Um, it's being used to really transform what phishing campaigns mean how people are doing social engineering. Uh, it's being used to like automate and chain attacks in new and innovative ways. Um, and honestly, organizations are adapting in real time to implement a variety of uh, security measures to mitigate the risks. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people like changing their employee training, uh, including new security awareness, right? Um, how do you detect phishing in a, when it's been generated by AI? Um, it's a lot different now. And it's certainly, all of this is still under development and the capabilities are constantly evolving. So I just, 
I think uh, a lot of organizations are continuing to look at their policies, their controls, their monitoring, how fast they respond. Like all of these things have to be looked at um, as we continue to evolve down this AI path. Yeah, well said. Uh, we have to, and organizations have to take a, a key approach into if you're, you know, banning these these types of this type of technology. You know, that's that's a conversation. Defending it is another. And with anything that makes work or life easier, it's uh, a hacker is going to be uh, it's going to make their life easier as well. So what solutions are available? I know we're going to be talking a little bit about, about BlackBerry, but um, and what you've seen early on, uh, what's available out there to defend against these AI related cybersecurity threats? Yeah, so it's it's a place that's core to what BlackBerry does, right? AI-powered cybersecurity is uh, fundamental to our solutions. Like any, you know, new attack way, there's no one solution to defend against an AI threat. Um, and inevitably, you're going to need AI to defend against AI. It's <laughs> there's just no way around it. Uh, uh, and we've been doing AI in our endpoint security products with our, our Silence portfolio for over a decade. Um, you're going to need AI in your, your network access. You're going to need AI in your security operations. Uh, you're going to need to relook at your data security measures. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. I think that's a key part here as you start thinking about AI is like really what people are still after is your data. So. Uh, we have a lot of data all over the place, and AI is going to be very intelligent at finding that data. And if it's not secured, um, it's going to leak into AI or be targeted by AI. So we're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, desire for those types of solutions as well. And companies should carefully consider, you know, they've got to consider their needs, and what solutions to implement. Um, they got to stay up to date on what's going on because AI is moving really fast, the cyber threats are, and certainly you're gonna to wanna to work with a reputable AI-centric cybersecurity vendor, someone that's researching this stuff, someone that's building it into their products and solutions, um, and you know have a, have a plan in place to respond as these uh, attacks evolve. I'm curious as to what uh, BlackBerry's approach is to generative AI. I know you. You mentioned you got to solve AI threats with AI. So uh, give us a little sneak peek about what BlackBerry is doing in terms of their approach. As a AI cybersecurity pioneer, right? Uh, and I've got a lot of uh, people inside of my team that uh, do this every single day for years and years and years uh, from how do we build AI into our products through how we research what threat actors are doing with AI. Um, if I step back one piece from the products first, right? We do advise caution with the, the consumer grade generative AI tools in the workplace. Um, we believe that there is a future innovation cycle coming and we're starting to see some of those pieces of enterprise grade generative AI, right? As these platforms mature, regulations take effect, uh, there will be some flexibility that will be enabled for organizations. So I do see a world where there won't need to be bans um, when, when it's uh, enabled in the right way. And this is critical for us as a critical provider of solutions to governments and regulated industries. We put a lot of diligence into 
ensuring that our uses of generative AI are going to meet strict compliance standards. Um, we have to remain a trusted partner with those uh, clients. So we're doing a lot to ensure that those AI models are, are delivering, they're appropriately trained, they're high confidence. Um, one of the conversations I had with a CISO was, hey, do you really want your you know, SOC platform recommending actions in the face of an incident and you come, you go do all the work and you come back and go, hey, it didn't work. And the AI goes, yeah, that won't work, right? <laughs> and I've seen too many of those funny stories out there. And I'm like, this is the last thing you want in the face of like an incident happening. So we wanna make sure that uh, we're delivering it accurately. We certainly have our portfolio of solutions from Silence, Endpoint, and Networks Zero Trust Access that are using AI to identify threats. Um, we're going to have AI capabilities within the product to provide assistance um, so that you know, customers better understand what's going on, how to get more out of the product, um, how to optimize what they're doing with our product. So a lot of things uh, within our portfolio that we're doing. Yeah, I mean, and that's impressive to hear too. And and uh, you know, I know you're busy, busy at work, Nathan. So I I just want to wrap up this interview with you know one final question and uh, something that I do like to always do is to look forward to the future. And we're talking about something that you know technology that is is very much early in development. Who knows the power that it's going to create? And of course, the cyber threats that come with it. So looking ahead, Nathan, you know, where do you see generative AI uh, heading in the future and, and going as a whole? And um, how do you see BlackBerry's approach to tackling those threats in the future? Yeah, I had that crystal ball. Um, I, I do. I have been a, a key person inside of BlackBerry, like spouting this since the like the, the first day ChatGPT came out because I see the, the opportunities and what it can do. Um, I do believe that, you know, as this evolves, uh, we're not going to go to some place called ChatGPT. We're going to find it's just deeply integrated into every tool and workflow and thing we do in our lives, whether personal stuff or corporate stuff. It's going to get implemented in ways where organizations have control over what it's learning, what data is in there, how it's done from a privacy perspective to make sure that their, their outputs and usages of it are guaranteed. Um, I do see it having a transformative effect on organizations just on the productivity of employees in the organization. Um, I believe it's going to you know, unlock a new wave of creativity and innovation that's gonna let uh, all of us serve our customers better and faster um, every single day. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I think, again, I'll reiterate the, you know, once we have AI, that's going to be the best defense against the threat actors that are also using AI. Nathan, thank you so much for the chat uh, all about AI today and to talk a little bit about how BlackBerry is making world-class security attainable for every organization to increase their cyber resilience. So thank you so much. And again, thank you to our listeners who are interested in every episode that we put out. 
as we approach 250, that big milestone that's coming up in 2024. If you are a cybersecurity leader and are interested in Millennium Live Assemblies, please take a look at our event calendar at mill-all.com slash assemblies. I want to thank our guest again, Nathan Jenigas, Senior Vice President and General Manager of the BlackBerry Cybersecurity Products. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you.